Welcome to the Dynasty Academy, Michael Washington Weeks. Trey Sermon only scored 34 more fantasy points than Todd Gurley. Mark Angst. You want to hear something really weird? Back. Eli Manuel. <laughs> it could be a boat. It could be a boat. <laughs> it could be a velociraptor. Yeah. Eli, you can cut this out. You could leave it in, too. Restart. They hit hard. They hit different. Yeah, we should have like, like drums or something for my amazing out- my amazing outro. It's so epic. I go with positional scarcity at this point, and You're I'm drafting a ca- tight end. I'm I'm drafting <laughs> I'm drafting a a place kicker. I have legal on too many apps. I don't know what to follow. Tonight here on the Dynasty Academy, we're going to talk breaking news in the NFL, big trades. And the combine came, it went. Some teams, some guys conquered, some guys faltered. I guess you could say. I mean, realistically speaking. Right? Oh, another guy to watch out for, which I don't know that Green Bay will, but Jordan Love. This could be a almost like a Garoppolo situation, like in New England, where they end up trading Love to get yeah. something back for him. Yeah, it's possible. Speaking about trades, quarterback trades. Let's start with the big one. The Seattle Seahawks have dealt Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. To the Denver Broncos for Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. They get back a fourth as well from Seattle. Um, Huge deal, obviously. Um, Huge uh, implications for the AFC, and they get – (laughs) <laughs> Russ Wilson, who's like one of the, the top quarterbacks in the NFC, uh, or was. Well, first, let me put out there that this still needs Russ's approval. And he still needs a passive physical, which I fully expected in pass physical. But it still needs his approval. And sources close to him sound like he's willing to take it, but nothing's definitive. Because I think he already, he already said he, goodbye. Did he come out and say he's goodbye? I, I know a couple weeks ago the only he he had listed like three teams that he would ever go to, and Denver was not on that list. So I have to assume they they contacted him before actually accepting the deal before making the trade. Yeah, I mean most because I don't just... think that they want it out there without like the acceptance. So what he said was, "Seattle, I love you forever, grateful number three. He tweeted that out at, at noon today. Yeah, so it sounds like he, he he's going to approve it, and they're going to, you know, he's going to end up being the quarterback for the Denver Broncos heading into the season. Um, obviously, this has huge ramifications fantasy-wise for a lot of people. Let, let's start with the tight end, Noah Fant, because he, he was considered a young, up-and-coming, rising star on offense in a lot of, a lot of circles. We here at Dynasty Academy don't really like tight ends. So Noah Fan kind of fell into that category of like, oh, you could just take him and just run with it. Maybe he gets a top five, you know, season together. What does this do for Fant? Because he's going to a team now that, in my opinion, he's a clear-cut starter at tight end, but they don't have a quarterback. So... But Denver I mean, didn't do, either. But they do, but I mean... But, the, but he played with Denver when they didn't have a quarterback either. So right. it's it really... Changes nothing for him. Well, but does it though? Because Seattle's philosophy on offense is a little bit different than Denver's. Not entirely yeah, run the ball more, which would, should put him on the field more than it would have in Denver. With they, they'd like to roll out three wide receivers in Denver so more often than. So does this increase fans' value or does it decrease it? I guess is where I'm kind of going with this because they're uh, like Seattle. Per- we were just talking about quarterbacks likely to drafting quarterback. Seattle's likely to take a quarterback here. I mean, this team is definitely in full fledged rebuild mode in my opinion and, and they they cut Bobby Wagner and saved themselves some more money for the, against the cap so the, the Seahawks are definitely probably not looking at bringing in a veteran quarterback so Drew Locke will probably be the starter maybe Geno Smith no no there is now a rumor that they're going to go after Watson but what would be the point of going after Watson get younger I guess I don't know I, I, I I'm just saying that's now the rumor that they have because they have all these picks that they can send off Let's let's table the Watson talk because I feel like it doesn't matter what situation we're going to talk about. Watson's name is going to be brought up no matter what in any quarterback circle. 
It's going to be Deshaun Watson going here, Deshaun Watson going there. So let's just hypothetically speak that Watson's off the table for Seattle right now. Let's just let's just assume that he's off the table for them. You would assume that they would probably end up taking a quarterback, right? Or do you think that they just roll out Drew Locke and see what they have with him? Remember, they're not picking up a second first because of this. They just now have a first-round pick because <laughs> they traded their first for Jamal Adams. So this doesn't give them an extra first-round pick. They just now get one. They didn't what have pick, one before. What pick number is theirs? They are now nine. Their pick was ten, which the Jets have. Was Denver that bad that they had the ninth overall? Didn't they, just they, miss, didn't they just miss the playoffs? No? No, I thought wow. Denver was 7-10. and 10. And that put him in ninth overall? Wow. Crazy. I guess I... See, I mean, Seattle was 7-10. and 10. That's crazy. Atlanta That's was 7-10. and 10. Washington was 7-10. and 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it... that... Why, if you think Washington's a pick, what, 12? 13, I think. 13. At the yeah. same record. So yeah. you had a... A flush of seven and ten teams, obviously, if they're going from Denver to Washington in a five-pick difference. Crazy. I guess I didn't. Think, I guess I didn't see it that way. So they have the ninth pick. Okay, so Seattle has the ninth pick. So you got to you assume know, that they would probably go quarterback there, though, right? Yeah. They have two seconds now. Both going to be early because they'll be nine and ten. Well, whatever you know, thirty-three and thirty-four, whatever it is, or not. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough because they did they want Drew Lock or did Denver make them take Drew Lock? Like it, that's the question. Because if they said, "Well, we want Drew Lock back," that why? Because you could just roll Geno Smith out there this year if you took a quarterback and didn't want him to start. Like throwing Drew Lock in if you wanted him means you want to give him a chance. Or did Denver say you have to take Drew Lock if we're doing this deal? We need to get him out of here. I also so don't it, think go, going back to what you were saying about Watson for a minute too with for some reason I thought Seattle had two picks but that's right I forgot they made that trade um, with them only getting one first out of the deal for in this year I don't see Houston making that trade even with the picks so I mean it would have to be like three or four first rounders and I don't know I mean well I don't know if Seattle if this, has one next year if this was the Rams GM <laughs> <laughs> I think that we can uh, Eli what about you what, what's your take here is, is is this does this move the needle at all for you with Noah Fant or and I, I wanted to focus on Fant first because there's another tight end obviously that is getting love we'll talk about afterwards but I mean does this move the needle for you or does he stay in the same does he drop for you because of Seattle's offense I mean what is it I mean for as far as Fant goes um I think he's pretty boomer bust regardless. The only advantage I see is both of them going to a new team together. They might have a little bit, they might be in sync. So if Bank gets opportunity, that might be like a good safety net for a Drew Locke when he's not chucking it downfield to DK Metcalf. Well, and we'll touch on Metcalf in a, in a minute when it comes to, comes to his stock. But, uh, I don't know how I really feel about Fant Seattle. It hasn't really registered with me yet. It hasn't really moved the needle, I guess. So, I don't know. Um, in the community, I think, it, in, I think it just the, depends on who who's the quarterback. If Drew Locke is the quarterback, you, we've seen that him and Fant work fine together. If Geno Smith is the quarterback, we haven't really seen much of Geno in a long time. We don't know what he is anymore. I mean, he wasn't great with the Jets, but he's been sitting with Russell Wilson you know, maybe he's learned. Maybe he's grown. I mean, they kept him around. They kept him as the backup. Yeah, I mean. So I mean, you keep you. You're not, yeah, you don't keep him as the backup just because he, he at least offers you something that you at least trust him to be. And, and how did he do this? I year mean, Blaine Gabbert's still in the league, so. Yeah, but but Bruce Arians loves him for whatever reason. I don't oh, know why. And Pete Carroll could love Geno Smith, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, but Taysom we, Hill was in love. Was Sean Payton was in love with Taysom Hill, and it, when he had when when he got a chance, it was like he still didn't get a chance. So they started Trevor Simeon over him. So I mean, okay. So I mean, so in in Geno's four games. Against the Rams, didn't have a great game. I don't know if he actually started that game. I think that's when Russ got hurt. He came in during that game. <clears throat> okay, so then the next week against Pittsburgh, 
All right, so let's get back to Mark defending Geno Smith here. I'm not defending Geno Smith. <laughs> Sorry, making a case but for Geno Smith to be my 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 point really is 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 just because a quarterback played bad early on in their career doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be bad throughout. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is a perfect example of that. If we go based off what he did early on, he, he wouldn't still be around now to to be leading teams at times to almost making the playoffs. <laughs> he never has. But in against Pittsburgh, Juno was 23-32 for 209 yards. Against New Orleans, he struggled, but that New Orleans defense is no joke. And then against Jacksonville, which that defense is terrible, he went 20 for 24 with 195 yards. So I, I don't think he's a terrible option for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a chance. I'd be shocked. I mean, he knows the system, so it would work out. But I just I, I would be shocked if he was the the day one starter, whether it be him or Law. Law. I, I expect Seattle to do something. That team is definitely in a, in a process of rebuild city of, of sorts. Like, I, I don't know what else they're going to do. I, I doubt they're done making moves. So, And it's possible they could still bring in a veteran. They could go out and get an Andy Dalton type in free agency. Andy Bridgewater? Or, huh? Andy Bridgewater? Yeah, bring in Teddy Bridgewater to get another opportunity, I guess. I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> Just follow Drew Locke around and steal his job everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's – I don't know. There's some quarterback talent still out there that could be had. It's just some of these guys, like, at some point in time, you have to move on. It's like the Green Bay situation with the huge contract to, to Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't understand the the need to pay a 38-year-old, soon-to-be 38-year-old or whatever, turns 38 this year. <clears throat> I mean, not till December, but whatever. You know, with a 38-year-old quarterback to uh, that massive of a contract when – you know, you amassed more wins in a three-year three window than any other team in the history of the NFL, and you have what to show for it. You know, a four-year a four year $200 million contract. It's the only thing you have to show for it. That NFC just, just got a lot easier, though. It was already looking pretty easy, and it just got easier. Who, who has he lost to the last three years? Tom Jimmy Brady. Garoppolo? Oh, Tom Brady. They just can't okay. beat the 49ers in the... Yeah, you pretty much you put the 49ers against the Packers in the playoffs, and they're booting them. Bucket. <laughs> just I don't know. I, I still bucket. I mean, Kyler Murray, and I mean, not that I think Kyler Murray is anything special, but Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford are still there. Right. You know, that's so. And and Dak. What else do you have? Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Speaking of Carson Wentz, the Washington Commanders made their their deal two-thirds, swap seconds, and get Carson Wentz out of the deal from Indianapolis to Washington. Uh, we know this team needs a quarterback. We knew that the, we've known that this team has needed a quarterback for about two years now, maybe longer. Um, they went out and got a guy. They, apparently, they made an offer for us. Didn't didn't obviously come to fruition because I doubt they were trying to offer as much as Denver gave them. Well, so, uh, let's stop right there. Seeing both deals, which which – would you rather have? Oh, I'd rather have the Wentz deal. And that's only because of the fact that he's 29, has shown that he can be in the MVP talk. You don't even need an MVP with that team. Well, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, has, has shown he can be in the MVP talk. Also has shown that he could be Jamarcus Russell, like like in 2020. So, yeah. and, 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 well, and hold on a second. And I will say, I will give... Wentz the benefit of the doubt in 2020 because I don't think it would have mattered who was the quarterback of that team. I think it probably would have been a fairly dreadful season anyways. Um, Doug Peterson was obviously fed up with front man, front, front office at that time. I mean, we all know about that fallout and what happened there. Their old line you know, was injured that year, though. They, they the, took oh, a the ton line of was, injury in absolutely. that old line. Yeah. And they... I mean, the year, But the year before that, in, 20, in 2019, Carson Wentz pretty much willed that team to the playoffs. If it wasn't for the Jadavian Clowney, you know, cheap shot in the Seattle game, who knows what could have happened there? I also you know? don't think it's all his fault for what happened in Indy either. No, I mean he had a lot better of a year than I thought he did. By the way, looking at his numbers, I didn't expect. I didn't. Twenty six. What was it? Twenty six touchdowns, seven interceptions. 
or 26 and yeah, six. He, he had a good I year mean, last year. He had a very good year. But I mean, I, you have to remember, they started out, I think, what was it, 0 and 4, 0 and 5, because he was coming off of a double, which, I mean, the double ankle injury. Double ankle injury. I don't know how you pull that off. I mean, <laughs> come on, Carson. You're Impressive. not helping yourself with that shit. But at least he didn't miss the games, though. Right, but you know, he, he, maybe maybe he shouldn't have played right off, right out of it. Maybe that hurt a little bit. But you came back and almost should have made the playoffs. But your 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 defense gave up twenty six points to Jacksonville. Let's start there. Yeah. Why, why they don't get any blame for that? Your running game disappeared over the last three four games of the year. Nobody wants to say anything about that. I got. I, I just. I don't know why. I know Carson's an easy scapegoat because, you know, he he looks awkward out there sometimes. But I don't think Carson would be getting all this heat if it wasn't for what happened in Philadelphia in 2020. Well, you know, I mean, Philly fans will burn you to the ground. Well, it, 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 because if you guys remember correctly, the owner and the GM didn't really want to trade Wentz. It was really the fan base that kind of forced that hand. Yeah, the fan base was like, Wentz is gone. We're going to burn him to the ground otherwise. You know, and they made the I, trade. And I really wonder who made the draft pick. Did did Doug push for Jalen Hurts, or did ownership push for Jalen Hurts? Because depending on, because I, I have a feeling it was ownership. So I think they were already knowing that Carson was on his way out with the fans or whatever, and they were trying to. According to the reports. The front office had Carson Wentz's back. It was Doug Peterson that was pushing for Jalen Hurts. And that's what put Peterson at odds with the front office because I draft him then. Howie Roseman and and Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie were huge Carson Wentz fans. Felt like that he was gonna be the savior of the city. And they drafted Jalen Hurts because they knew that they needed somebody that could come in in case Wentz got hurt. I don't think they truly expected Hurts ever to be the full start, full-time start, starter there. And then when the season derailed in 2020, the fans just were like, he's got to go, despite the fact that he led him to the playoffs the year before. And it was pretty much single-handedly him. So they made the, the move, and they ran with Jalen Hurts, but they also let Doug Peterson go in the process. So it was like, now the Eagles are here, and you know Sirianni led them to the playoffs this year, but then they got blasted in the first round. So I will say Sirianni seems like an odd person, but he also seems like he might know what he's doing, and also might be like one of those coaches players really get behind because he he seems to he seems to be fun, but like but uses it in a way to make the team better. Like the, watching the combine and that, that thing he did with the, the basketball hoop and against the, uh, the, the one um, person for NFL network and they shot the baskets together and it was a whole little competition. And it, it made me understand why he had Sam Howell do it. <laughs> they, they literally was, Oh yeah, we're going to do this for fun. And then literally turned into a competition where she's falling because she's trying to get the ball. And, and did you not see did you not see that on the during the combine? Oh no, I saw it. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. No, I, I, what, what I'm getting at though with Sirianni is Sirianni may may very possibly be a legit coach, and it may, but I want to see what he does in year two. I mean, you know, the first year he he has a, a weak schedule with Philadelphia because they were coming out of the the dreadful year the before. The division was is winnable. I mean, that's a winnable division no matter which way you look at it. You know, uh, but the two games against Washington last year were, were, were big because they fell behind early and then they ended up coming back and winning. But the first time, the first game they fell behind against Washington when they were playing 23 backups because there was a huge COVID list for Washington at that time. And they still only won by like five or six points. Is Jalen hurts really the answer in Philadelphia? We've discussed this before. I don't think so. I'm sure a lot of us don't, but um, Sirianni, though, on the other hand, I think might be might be legit because, like you were saying, it sounds like the players are behind him in there. That's a different story. Carson Wentz in Washington. Um, between the two trades, Eli, in, in, in it, we talked a little bit about Noah Fant. We're, we're gonna, we'll touch back. We'll go back and touch base on Denver and Seattle there. But between the two trades, 
who who's the biggest winner in this as far as fantasies as far as fantasies concerned yeah just between the four teams that we that we were that the two trades the two big trades that took place today or yesterday and today or oh, was it both today yesterday and today <clears throat> my i gotta go with the three of the offensive players for the broncos sutton judy javante that that's where i think we see the biggest value increase if we look at the commanders we already talked about how mclaurin's done it with bad quarterbacks so maybe we see an uptick there but i think overall and it's not going to be long term most likely for an extended period of time i don't know how long wilson will how many more years wilson is going to give you but i think right now sutton judy and javante we see the highest value increase uh mark you agree with that those th those three i mean the wide receivers but javante actually was the name that jumped to my head just because in seattle they were able to always have a good run game and i think that's because russ opens things up for the running back and we actually started to see him throw to the running back too with chris carson who's not someone much to do it so I, I don't worry that you know that in that aspect so i i think javante might be the biggest winner of them all because on top of that bringing russ's contract in might mean that melvin gordon really does go away because he'll get more money somewhere else yeah i think javante has the biggest uptake i think terry mclaren might be second though if carson wins is coachable that that's the biggest thing if carson wins comes into washington with the ego that he's had the last couple of years and fights with the with the staff and stuff, then that's going to be, a, a, you know, a nightmare. But if he doesn't, and he actually comes in and is humbled by everything that's happened, um, I think McLaren kind of takes the second uptick. Not, nothing against Sutton or Judy, because I think Sutton and Judy definitely take an uptick here. It's just Nathaniel Hackett, I think it goes unstated here that people don't, that people forget that Nathaniel Hackett really relied a lot on Aaron Jones in Green Bay. And Javante is going to be the Aaron Jones of this offense. Everybody wants to talk about Russ coming in and what Russ did in Seattle, but this is a whole different offense. This isn't a this isn't the Seattle offense. This is, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's Green Bay offense, which this is to this me is a for a long line time, that which to me ran, right, which to me ran ran through Aaron Jones. I mean, don't get me wrong, Karen Rodgers was you know amazing for what he is and what he did, but. To me, that offense really ticked when Aaron Jones was was used, and if Javante Williams is going to be the Aaron Jones of that of that offense, I, he definitely to me takes the biggest the biggest bump up. Who who's the worst sufferer? Who suffers the worst here in these two trades? Right now, for me, it's Indianapolis. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's going to be fine no matter who's the quarterback, just because. But who's still going to get Barkley? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to get CMC. What do you want me to call it? But the reason I don't think he gets that is because the offensive line for Indy is built better than it was in New York. So I think that's why they're separate of each other. And I, I just, but who, I mean, that's the thing. Who's throwing the ball? Are you going to get Phil Rivers out of retirement to come do it again? <laughs> you going to throw a rookie in there. You getting Teddy B. You signing Mitchell Drabisky. Who Who's throwing the ball to Michael Pittman? But see, right that's now? the thing outside of Jonathan Taylor. Pittman's like the only guy that you have interest in there. I'm still holding hope for Paris Campbell. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I will agree with you I, at this I, point. I, I think is the only but, other guy. Yes, I will agree with that. Yeah, I will agree with you that Pippen's the only relevancy. And no first-round pick for that team either. So it's not like they're going to take a quarterback with pick 18. Right. right. So for me, it's, it's that offense just because who – Who's throwing the ball to them? Sam Ellinger. Um, <laughs> for for me, it's DK. If you want my honest opinion, for me, it's DK. I, I know it seems like the easy the easy go to, but the Colts, yeah, absolutely, they have a lot of issues when it comes to that. But I think their coaching staff in place is is good enough. I think that they have an opportunity. But I mean, they're going on their fifth quarterback in five years, so they're they're kind of ruining that team that was put together and looked like they were going to make some deep runs with all these with all these changes and patchwork shit and. But I might me, say lock it over DK. 
just because I think Lockett relied more on Russ than I think DK did. See, I think DK did. I think DK relied so much more on Russ because of broken plays and extended plays. That was really where that's Lockett and, to me. That's really where DK's bread and butter was. To me, Lockett was all, always getting open. Yeah, on the very deep ball that Russ was able to at least extend long. He does enough have that. I just, DK was DK was always to me was the broken play guy. It, it, like DK for me doesn't worry as much because of his size. I I'm not. Yeah, I feel DK like Locke can just throw up 50-50 balls to him down the field. Well, and he would he, he he was able to get open, but taking nothing away from Tyler Locke, he's very good at getting open down the field. And Russ is able to put the ball literally right where it needs to be at all times with very little space to do it. But what other quarterback is going to be able to do that for them? Where DK, I think, with his body size and speed, a bad quarterback can at least support. I mean, DK is going to take a hit. Russell Wilson is is a great quarterback. Let's not forget about that. But I I would prefer DK to Tyler because I think DK can at least transfer to someone else. I don't know that he will, but I don't think Tyler Lockett does either. But I think I think Tyler Lockett is more versatile than DK Metcalf and can weather bringing in a new offense whereas dk will be hey just run down the field and let me throw this ball to you See, i think we think the opposite you know? yeah i don't think dk is very versatile i don't think he's versatile at all i mean I, I i think tyler's way more versatile i think tyler runs a, a better route tree i think tyler is able to is willing to run a better route tree i think lockett still takes a hit don't get me wrong i just think for sure i just i just always lockett and wilson remind me of like the Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, like they're always synced up so well that that's where a lot of, you know, they're making plays like no different than Rodgers and Adams at this point. But that's the thing that always worries me is new quarterback for that type of wide receiver. Because I, I do think Lockett overall is a better receiver than Metcalf. He's just not DK Metcalf. So last year, Tyler Lockett was the number 14 wide receiver with 1,459 air yards. His air yards share was 36.6%. Target depth was 13.6, right? DK was 1,605 air yards with a 37% share, but his target depth was a little bit shorter. So meaning he got more targets overall probably. I just keep targets. I don't know. Watching Seattle, I always just feel like the broken play is DK's territory. Well, I, well, I, I would agree with that. Tyler's plays were set up to do what Tyler did. It just needed Russ to, to make enough time to do it. I, I don't think his were broken plays. They were. That's just how Tyler Lockett played, though. He was a deep threat because of how open he could get himself, and how well Russ can put the ball on a spot. I mean, but. And the other guys, because as you see, they're both pretty much deep, deep target guys. Yeah, oh, that's so, I mean, that offense ran deep, deep target, and that's why, right? That's why they both are going to suffer, no doubt about it. But that's oh, the reason easy. why. I, but I think Tyler Lockett's versatility, or ability, I should say, to be more versatile, is going to set him apart. But who knows? Maybe the offensive coordinator comes in and says, "DK, with your size, we're going to give you a couple Michael Thomas routes, and you can run with them that way." Um, Let's talk about the other tight end in the situation. Uh, Albert O. I'm just going to call him Albert O. Uh, Eli is um, muted here, and I don't know if he's trying to talk to us or not. Yeah, check on his children. (laughs) Uh, Albert O. Uh, People are freaking out about Albert O. You know, fire him up. Let's draft him early. And um, we saw it in the best ball league. He was drafted almost immediately. Russ Wilson. I mean, again, it's a whole new offense. Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay doesn't necessarily okay. come in because they didn't really use tight end that much there. They they did. But I guess Tanyan would be. They he did have a pretty good year two years ago. So yeah. yeah, but Will Disley had a few really good games in Seattle. So I mean, but I mean, Russ Wilson doesn't really use tight end, and Nathaniel Hackett didn't really use a tight end a lot in Green Bay. So. So this, are, this we, was, are we expecting Albert O to all of a sudden? Because I mean, we're still talking about three wide receivers and Javante Williams ahead of him on the 
on the target chair. So here's so, here's the funny thing of something I saw. So the last five years, the tight end finishes for Russell Wilson were tight end 21, tight end 38, tight end 23, tight end 31, and tight end 6. Can you take a guess who the tight end 6 was? Jimmy Graham. You're right. And, and that was when he had what? 11 touchdowns? 12 Probably. touchdowns? Yeah. So the person was making <laughs> a point, chill out on Alvaro. And then the comment was, the names Hollister and Vanette don't, you know. And it's like, okay, I get that. But Albert O isn't this, like, phenomenal talent that came out and was drafted in the first round by Denver. He, he could be Nick Vanette for all we know. Eli's muted, I think he's talking. Eli, you're muted, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you did it again. Yeah. He's a hyper-athletic tight end that we haven't seen anything out of. We see I, how many of these come into the league every year. But I think like Albert, hyper, I, I think Albert O though filled in very nicely for Fant when Fant missed games. Sure, and, and, he, and he, he produced a, he a produced team that really used the tight end, with, right? With and that's where I'm getting with the tight end, right? And that's where I'm getting with it is like, does Albert O suddenly get a boost because Russell Wilson's there? I think he gets a better quarterback, but he's still behind three wide receivers and a, and a running back. They're going to be way ahead of him on the on the touch thing. I just say I, mean, I don't even know if the quarterback matters. It's his the starter is gone. So yes, now he is the starter. So yes, he will get a bump just because you're now the starting tight end for a team, which still and gives isn't you Nick Vanna in Denver? Huh? Isn't Nick Vanna in Denver? He might be wasn't there whenever. Wasn't he their third time? No, in Denver. Oh, I don't know. Wasn't no he their third reunite Russell Wilson with Vanna? But the the way people are like I saw someone talking about dropping Cole Komet. Okay. Cole Komet, who at least has showed something at the NFL and is the only tight end for the Bears at this point, to go pick up Albert O at this point. That I, that was that was a real conversation people were having about dropping Cole Komet so they could pick up Albert O. Remember when Cole Komet was drafted? The Bears had like eight tight ends on roster yeah, that mm-hmm. year, and they drafted yeah, him no, still. Not that year. Next, this no, past year. year and, no, this past year they had nine tight ends going into the season. <laughs> Komet uh, was just it's going into his I, second year, so nobody knew this, anything about him. This, this is where this is where I have an issue with the with the fantasy community in general. Is we are so reactionary to any little bit of news. I mean, I can't tell you how many times last year somebody signed to the taxi, you know, to the practice squad, and all of a sudden it was like, let's drop Tim Patrick for him, or let's drop, you know you know, uh, Jamison Crowder for him or whoever, you know what I mean? Like you're dropping legitimate people that have put up fantasy numbers for years for guys because they signed to a practice squad, you know? Oh, well this guy was excellent at college. Well, okay. He was in college 33 years ago. Like, come on. Like there's just no, you know, and this, and that's one of my biggest, and it's the same thing with the rookies. Like, cause you get stuck on these rookies and, and you get like into a situation where it's like, Oh, Ishmael Zamora was one a couple of years ago. Pre-draft, Ishmael Zamora was being drafted inside the top five. The top five because of his BMI speed, blah, blah, blah. He went undrafted and then was out of the league within a year. He couldn't catch on with the Raiders when the Raiders didn't even have a receiver. But people were taking this guy in the first round. So, like, I, it just we, we have to stop being so damn reactionary to things. You know? I just, Not going like, to stop. Not going to no, Of course, it's not going to stop, and that's just so because people. What's, people what's going to happen like, when when Denver goes out and signs? It's OJ Howard. What's going to happen if Denver goes out and signs OJ Howard? Right. People are going to freak out now, and they're going to be selling Albert O, and they're mm-hmm. going to be going to the wave war to get OJ Howard. Yep. <clears throat> uh, I do expect Melvin Gordon to walk, but look for. Rashad Penny to maybe slide into that. Don't know if necessarily they would do that, but I bet you Russ might make something happen with that. Is Penny get Penny's, out of the contract? You done? Penny's a free, yeah, Penny's a free agent. They didn't pick up his fifth year option, so oh. so he's a free agent. But just something to keep an eye on because Penny played well enough down the stretch at the end of the year last year that I bet you Russ could probably put in a good word and say, "Hey, let's pair him with Javante back there." I mean, depending on the money, I could see them bringing he's him gonna back. Be, he's going to be much cheaper than Melvin Gordon, so. I could see them. I could see Seattle bringing Penny back with their little rebuild. 
it's definitely possible. And I'm not saying that they, that, that they won't or that's a for sure thing. I'm just saying just keep an eye on Penny to Denver as a possibility because of the Russ Wilson connection. I don't know what Russ's relationship is with Penny, but they may hate each other. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just keep an eye on it as far as the second running back because I don't think Penny's going to get a, a RB1 type contract. So too, too injured. I mean, he, he's shown flashes and he produced down the stretch last year, but just too many flashes of and not enough time on the field. But just an idea to keep on the name on. Um, do we have any other breaking news? I mean, we touched on the Karen Rogers contract, but I don't think. Uh, but that means we 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 could talk about the Devontae Adams tagged. got tagged. Yeah, Devontae Adams, Adams got tagged. Chris Godwin, Godwin got tagged. Yeah. Dalton Schultz and Dalton Schultz make his Gusecki gets, yep. I mean, couple, couple tight ends they're, there. They're all good things because you saw them producing those off. I mean, Gusecki gets a new offense, so we don't know exactly, but we we saw that scheme work with Kittle, and he's an athletic freak like Kittle is. So, yeah. I, I, I um, expect Gusecki to not resign long term now that Mike McDaniel's there. I, maybe, I think but it, I think if it was still Brian Flores, I think Gusecki would have walked. Um, I, I don't know if it's people outside or if it is him but there's rumor he's going to try to fight the tag to be a wide receiver because he plays more snaps as a wide receiver than he did as tight end but i think that has to be remember jimmy graham NFL, doesn't it but that doesn't that have to be re- repositioned by the nfl though don't they aren't they the ones that have to reposition that yeah mm-hmm. so he'll he'll, he'll kind of like go to like an arbitrator and then he'll give his case remember jimmy graham did this years ago with the saints yeah he he wanted to be because he gets more money being tagged I, as a wide receiver than he does as a tight end. He's not going to win it, but I, I, think I don't he, know I, if that matters in his contract mindset of how much money he wants. If he wants to get more money, thinking he's more like a wide receiver. So I, I mean, that might be the case, but I mean, with Miami's cap space that they have, I don't see how they're going to not still sign Gazeki. I mean, he's basically their best weapon right now, other than Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So, and then Schultz staying with. Dallas. I mean, we saw again what what he was able to do with that team, and you're, you know, possibly losing Amari Cooper, so that could just open up more possibilities for for Dalton. I mean, it's good for Schultz. I mean, he produced last year. It just these tight ends that pop up for a year, though, very rarely stay near the top. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But he is going to be playing for a contract, so maybe maybe it lights a fire under his ass. Who knows? Uh, Godwin in Tampa Bay. They're, they're going to work out a long-term deal, I feel like. I feel like that way, too. Yeah, I think that they're going to work out a long-term deal. And then, you know, Devontae Adams in Green Bay. If I'm Devontae, I'm kind of pissed, but we expected this. You know? So. I'm just I'm just pissed because I, I'm turning 30. Right. Well, I, I you know, like, well, and you're not getting that long-term contract after that. Like, not not the, not what he probably he wants. I think it depends. I think, you know, if. Rodgers and Adams were honestly in conversation. There's potential that this is an option. I feel like they've got to try to get something accomplished to match up because otherwise what happens again in a year, two years, are are we rebuilding around Aaron Rodgers to try to get him to stay long-term? We already talked about maybe he only plays out two years of this contract. Well, hold on. Supposedly that contract that was leaked is not the real contract. Except for oh, every really? major, except for every major news source, every major news source leaked the same deal. So, right, but it's it, Rogers it, is the one that said first. Pat said it, but then Rogers actually came out and said, "No, I do not." Have, I, I'm one. I'm I'm thinking that's the deal that's on the table, but at this point, he has not signed it. Could that mean because he's trying to work a way to get Adams more money? Maybe, maybe. Uh, Rogers also said he was vaccinated. Um, he never so, I mean, back to me. He just never answered. Sorry, he was, um, I don't know. I don't know why you're making me defend him at this point. Please don't. I mean, do sorry, that. sorry. He was he was immune to it. Whatever it was. Yeah. I, I, please, look, I don't. I don't care. Defend him and all. One way or the other, he, he, the contract that was it's 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 a massive contract regardless because he said he wanted fifty million a year. That's fifty million oh, a year. No matter which way you look million. at it. Fifty million. It's just depending about the other parts of it that probably. But even doing. with that being said, Devontae. Adams, can't there's no possible way for it to be able to sign Devontae Adams for any more than just the tag this year. They're not going to be able to tag him a second year in a row. And unless he has an absolutely dreadful year, there's no way that he's going to be cheap enough for them to be able to sign him for two years into not for into the amount the, of money he wants. Right. 
it, the amount of money he deserves. Let's be honest. Yes, deserves yes. Uh, heads into to Aaron Rodgers one or two. Literally, you're looking at this year. That's the window. That's the window, in my opinion. For 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 this, it, it, Rodgers and Adams and and Green Bay. That, that that's that's the window. Like, I I can't see anything in the All foreseeable in. future where you guys are going to be able to keep your Devondre Campbell's gone. He was a leading tackler next last year. There's no way you're going to be able to pay him. So. He's Can gone. you believe that if this team had just passed on Jordan Love and drafted <clears throat> T. Higgins? Yeah, yeah. Where, where it could be at this point, like, they would have won. They would have won a Super Bowl but, most likely. But you want to you want to <laughs> know something? You want to know who I ultimately blame for that? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because 100%. he's been so standoffish with this team for the last three years. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's one hundred. Everything that's happening in Green Bay right now is the center of Rogers' universe, and Rogers yeah. loves this. Rogers is loving this. I, I, I'm still not attention. told he's not doing this on purpose to destroy the, the franchise. And it very possibly might, because the franchise with this with this contract is going to be destroyed for at least yeah. a ten year window. That's I'm, I'm not told it's not. It's not I mean, maybe not necessarily ten. That's a that's a that's a stretch. But I mean, it's going to be a significant amount of years when we when Rogers have to do a full rebuild in a long time. They rolled the back. Wow. So what year did they get, Favre? 93? 94? <laughs> 94? 94, yeah. Yeah. They haven't rebuilt since then. Yeah, they, yep. they haven't. they've been patchworking it the whole time. And they have two Super Bowls to show for it. Yep. I mean, even I, the time between Favre and Rodgers wasn't a great team at that point. You know, because he was still... Like but they were still a... Yeah, but they were still a mediocre to good team. They weren't bad. Yep. They were never a, a top 10 draft pick team. No. When was the last time Green Bay picked in the top 10 of a draft, I bet? It's a good trivia question right there. One time in... I mean, not involving a trade. I don't... They don't do that. You think that? I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say... Holy shit! But I'm just look. I'm just throwing it out here right now. As a Washington fan, seeing what my team has gone through and the fact that we rebuilt the team without a quarterback, and now we're looking at the complete opposite in Green Bay, where they just don't want to rebuild for whatever reason. I, I don't get it. Why you wasted a first round pick? I know Mark will will play devil's advocate with the first round pick and Jordan Love and and whatnot, and that's and, that, and that's fair. But let's just say that Aaron Rodgers plays three out of the four years of this contract. Right? Let's just say it. I mean, are, is Jordan Love still not a wasted pick? So, in <clears throat> 2019, they had pick 12. I believe that was coming off of an injury to Rodgers. The, the collarbone injury, I believe. Yeah. Yes, so that would have been their pick, and they had an extra first that year. In 2009, they had the number nine pick, but I don't know if that was their pick or the other one. Oh, right, because they had a deal for the 26th in that one, yeah. And then in 2006, they had the number five pick, which I think that was the year after Rodgers. That was the crossover. So, well, no, because Rodgers didn't play, because Rodgers was the pick the year before that in 2005. So, I'm going to say Favre had a down year in 2006, probably was pissed off they took down Rodgers. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's some drama. I think Brett Favre threw like 30 ints that year. A t the tenth pick in 01, and then it was 1992 before that. So, so, so one, one top ten. Well, sorry, two top ten two. picks since 93, 91, three, 91, since 91. That didn't involve a trade. It's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's you impressive. What do you have? Two to show rings. For? Two, <laughs> two rings and, and, now, and now a four-year, $200 million contract to a guy who's 38. Um, I just don't I just don't get it. I mean, I understand everybody wants that in hopes that that Tom Brady, you know, you get that Tom Brady thing. But look what happened with Ben Roethlisberger. Look what happened with Phillip Rivers. Look, look, look how quick that fall-off was. Peyton Manning. I mean, I know he won a Super Bowl in his last year, but that season was dreadful. <laughs> like... So just to go back to it, that the number nine pick for BJ Raji that year was their pick. They traded for the twenty sixth pick, which was Clay Matthews that year. Well, right, so it would have been three. Yeah. So three, three yeah. years then. But still, uh, in, in 
In 20 uh, years. More than 20 years. 30 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> but but even with that being said though, like what what are we what are we really discussing here with Green Bay with this contract? I, I just I I am trying to the, the, wrap my head around it like non-titles. Yeah, like I don't know. What it is. I mean, granted, there you're, are there are you're franchises hoping it's out there that two Super Bowls would be, a, you know, they'd love it. The Lions would love to say that. Right. Don't get me wrong; we, we're talking bad about it. Yeah, or well, I'm sure, but but the Lions don't have any. At least you guys have one. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Dynasty Academy. Until next week, have a good one. That would have been a good one to put in. There he goes. <laughs> Should I repeat it so you can just throw it in there? Sure. <laughs> <coughs> oh man! Wow, Tutu Atwell. That's a good one for you. Speaking about five foot seven receivers, Tutu Atwell and Jalen Darden on the same team. I didn't draft either one of them anywhere at all. I didn't even pick either one of them up anywhere at all. Oh, you got Cam coming in though. That's good news. Coming off IR, and you got Spencer Rattler waiting in the wings. <laughs> I don't know. South Carolina might have been a good move for him. We'll see. Where'd you Where finish in this league, Mark? <laughs> GQ, Hal, Mac Jones, and Baker. You love Baker, huh? I did when we drafted these leagues. It was two years ago. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll just take Baker late and be fine. Like, Because yeah, yeah. it, it was actually coming off of his good season. Yeah. I did the same thing. Zamir looks pretty good for you now, though, huh? Or solid, at least. What league are you looking at, Alpha? Yeah. I don't know. I, like your, I like your running backs in this league. Yeah, I had a million W picks at one point. Evans, Edmonds, Elijah Mitchell, Isaiah Spiller, and Zamir White. Those are going to be your four main guys. Bebo, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mike Evans, Gabriel Davis. Where'd you finish? I've tried, I've tried to, to trade Mike Evans for the last three years, and then nobody would want to know. And then he goes out and scores 268, and still nobody wants him. Oh, and Deontay nobody Johnson, I didn't even see that. Yep. That was the uh, the Clyde trade. I traded Clyde for some Debbie picks and Deontay. Stroud, Vision Robinson, and Quinton Johnston waiting in the wings as well with Kendall Milton and EJ Williams. It's not bad. I took Milton and EJ two years ago. I'm pretty sure I got Stroud this year. I added Brees, Sincere, CJ Verdell, <laughs> and David Bell, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you had a thousand picks. And I still have Zach Evans waiting in the rings with Kayshawn Day and Raheem Jarrett. And my quarterbacks are Josh Allen, Justin Fields, and Carson Wentz. I just I cannot believe the team you the Debbie picks you fucking have, and the fact that you're at missed the playoffs, but like. Points. A game, a game, right? Was it a game? Was it a game or points? It was something close, right? Too close that it should have been with the amount of fucking Debbie picks you had. And honestly, I probably, and honestly, I probably would have made the playoffs if my receivers weren't suspect last year. But now I'm adding Corlin Sutton gets a good quarterback in Russ Wilson. I add Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave to that, so hopefully they take a step up. Looks like Gallup's returning to Dallas. Looks like Alan Lazard's going to be the number two in Green Bay because they're not going to be able to pay anybody else to come in. They're drafting somebody. Wait. Who? Green Bay? Yep. Yeah, they're going to draft somebody, but it ain't going to be in the first round. Well, this, this is going. This is going to be the happy draft for Eli this year. The last two years that we've we've been on, it's been sad drafting for Eli. <laughs> He's been drunk by the second pick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You think Cordero Patterson can repeat what he did this year? I could use him. I mean, with Atlanta has nobody else, so yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, do you want Robbie Anderson, please? <laughs> I mean, you could drop him. Just... I'll pick him up if you want. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm. You... No, what? I'm not giving you something for him. <sighs> just give me a Debbie, Debbie three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I bet you I could get it though in this league. Uh, you 100% could. Did I tell you the the offer I got from um, in Empire? Did I tell you guys. <laughs> Yeah, offer I got? No, no. Cup and a 23 first, Debbie. So I would be getting Cup and the, the Debbie first. 
from Malik Willis, Elijah Mitchell, and Jalen Waddle. Cool. In the scheme of where Cup ended in comparison to those guys, it's not a terrible offer. But why would you do that? I didn't do it. Well, That's I, why I, you I, see a trade I, come through. I, uh, <laughs> Especially when my quarterbacks – so I drafted Malik Willis solely because I really don't have other quarterbacks. Because right now it's Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff with Trask and Carson Strong also. So basically – Yeah. Yeah. So a couple just waste away on your team basically. No, I compete in that league actually. I, I, was, I took second. Oh, yeah, that's With right. those fucking quarterbacks. I took second. Do I have a good team? I took <laughs> fucking quarterbacks. I need Teddy. I fucking traded for Teddy Bridgewater thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get at least one more year out of Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> uh, poor Bridgewater. And I think somebody will give him a chance, but. Poor Teddy. He's not going to start again. His starting days so. are over right now. I don't think so. I do. Actually, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks don't even look like they're going to end up in, in starting spots anymore be interesting i i only expected well watson and garoppolo are both going to end up on new teams somewhere so the teams that we're expecting to take quarterbacks are probably no longer really in the market for them yeah i I don't expected corral and Pickett to get i think a chance to start this year I, i all of the rest of them i expected wouldn't start unless there was something that happened that they were pushed into starting I'm just, entirely, I'm just entirely sure that we're going to see. I don't think I mean, any do now. I mean, some of these fringe guys might, some of these fringe teams like the Detroit Lions or. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think know, they're going to send somebody over to Goff. They're just going to hold Goff or, for another year. Or Carolina. Well, I'm saying that if Goff or, or Darnold play poorly enough, you might be able to see a rookie come in and, and start over him. It's like, well, it, I, I, it's I, these I fringe, it's these fringe teams that you're looking at. I'm thinking like, day I one still starter, think, I don't see any of them. No, I, at this point in time, I don't either. And Washington could still take a guy, but it, it may not be until this, you know, round two at this point. But whatever. Oh, I should probably do an opening and jump into it, huh? <laughs>